The Force is with you, young Skywalker. But you are not a Jedi yet. My powers have doubled since the last time we met Count. Hey! Suffering. Death! dark side of the force is a pathway to many abilities some consider to be unnatural. I will be the most powerful Jedi ever. It's all Obi-Wan's fault. He's jealous. He's holding me back. You don't know the power of the dark side. I must obey my master. These aren't the droids you're looking for. Aren't the droids we're looking for? Master Skywalker, there are too many of them. What are we going to do? Help me, Obi Wan Kenobi. Do my only help. Hello there. Fear is the path to the dark side. Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. I, 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 Ladies, gentlemen, boys, girls, Jedi, Sith. Mandalorians and everybody else from a galaxy far, far away. Welcome to another edition of the new Force Order. Podcast. We are a Star Wars podcast. And if you do not know that by now, then you're part of the demographic that does not belong or does not need to be here. So go back to the academy with the rest of the mouth breathers and live long and prosper. But allow me to reintroduce myself. I am a professional wrestler, a ring general, the mayor of real town, not a citizen of leg slap city. I am the Greek god Papadon, aka GGP. But most importantly, I am a Star Wars aficionado. And alongside with me is the man, the myth, the legend, the guy who can give a hand job, make a bologna sandwich, and sand down. A 12-inch G.I. Joe figure. Introduce yourself, sir. I am smarter than 2 b more technical than FX7, the god of steel and thunder. Uh-uh. And, the man, uh, and the man who's got more bat shooters than Cad Bane. To get that reference, you watched the book of Boba Fett. Dr. Destroyer, Alex Arroyo. I just recently watched the entire season this past week and a half. Better or less better than the first time you watched it? Um, better. Or the same. Better, not by much, but better. 
because you knew the parts that weren't going to agree to what you expected. Um, and then I'd get a little bit more angry at these certain spots in the series where I'm like, uh, come on, man, they could have done that. They didn't come need to on, do guys. You know, so overall, not bad. Um, overall, not good. It's meh. So needed to be much more than meh. That's the problem. It needed yep. to be. And yep. same thing with Kenobi. It turned into the secondary character show. Uh, in this case, it was Fennec Shan. In Kenobi's, it was Riva. So. Um, it was also uh, Mando in Book of Boba Fett. Yeah. Which dovetails into a story where Tamora Morrison said that he was sitting at home awaiting a phone call because he was told or believed that he would be in season three of The Mandalorian. And apparently, no one rung me on the telly. Uh, and he never got this phone call. And he seemed like he was a little upset about it because he had mentioned that he knows, and everyone knows, we all saw that The Mandalorian took up at least two episodes of his book in his chapters. And he was unable to get that back. So he Tam seems to be a little upset about it. You know, he said, listen, I'm not a writer. I guess I can only defer to those guys. But, you know, hey, kind of got fucked over here, it seems. Not so sure why. And not sure why no one gave me a call Bizak. Yeah, basically, he says, you might as well be kissing me because you're fucking me. Exactly. Buy me dinner first, you pricks. But he did say it in jest, and I think it's a big work. You know why? And this is my conspiracy mind coming into play Here once again. I, say, I think he's saying it to beat everybody off the beaten path and asking about him playing Rex in the Ahsoka series. So he's pulling an old South Patrick. Hey, guy, look over here. You know what I'm saying? Let me make the noise over here with Boba Fett. So no one's looking over here when I'm playing Captain Rex. Doing a little sleight of hand, huh? Oh, yeah. You know a thing or two about those sleight of hands, Oh, buddy. you know I do, my friend. You know I do. It's just possible. I mean, I think, uh, you know, it wouldn't make sense. He's a smart enough guy to kind of do something like that. And we've seen that happen already before, right? It's not like this would be the first time anything like that has happened. You're right. And um, the first thing that did, I mean, the first time that something did happen that was a surprise this week Carrie Fisher, our beloved princess from Alderaan, is getting on May the 4th, 2023, a star, uh, her spot, a star on the on the Walk of Fame. Is it is it my spot? Is it your spot? A liver spot? Is it a dog spot? No, 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 no. She's getting a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame on May 4th. So what I'm doing tonight is I got a challenge for you. And I ain't got much to offer you, because the beer's spoken for. But what I do got is I got a spot. A spot with the four horsemen. Not just a spot, not a liver spot, not a spot like your dog spot. No, not just any spot, but my spot. 2023, just a few feet away. From uh, Mark Hamill and across the street from her mom, Debbie Reynolds. Oh, that's so sweet. I, but I could have sworn to Jesus that she already had one of these stars already. You know what? 
It could be a Mandela effect. Who knows? I, I swear, I thought we covered the story already. I, you know, I, I, I can't believe that, that that a woman of Carrie Fisher's stature does not have a Hollywood Walk of Fame star. I mean, Vince fucking McMahon. Vince McMahon has a star already. Yeah. Well, you know what? I'm with you. I really thought that she had she had one already, and it's definitely overdue. Unfortunately, she's not here to post. Uh, you know, the, in the glamour and all that stuff. Hopefully, her her daughter will accept on her behalf and you know sure get us will. all in the fields and you know continue uh, the legacy that is Carrie Fisher that we all know and love. Maybe her dog would be there too. Is he still around? I don't know if they kept him. But um, sure, she. Our was. boy, aka Mark Hamill, the face that runs a place, went to Twitter and responded to the the news, and he basically tweeted. One thing, and he said, long overdue and so well-deserved. I mean, more. Uh, what more can a person say? He says the absolute fact. So, and, and, yeah. he, put, and he had a good, good hashtag, carry on forever, which is pretty cool. Oh, that's, that is a very good hashtag. I like that one. It would, it would look good on a T-shirt. It would look good on a T-shirt with, but, with her face in my lap uh, when she was in the gold bikini. Speaking. One second, one second, one second. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh, he's getting pops getting a little hot. The shirt's coming off. Here we go. It's game right. time for the championship. Gloves. The gloves are coming off. All right. Speaking, so, uh, speaking of gold bikini, uh, Pop, did you were you aware that this week for the 40th anniversary of Return of the Jedi, it has returned like the Jedi to the theaters for a one week only engagement opening April 28th, ending on May the 4th. Yes, I went Sunday with my two sons. You did not. Yes, I did. Did they enjoy it? They liked it. And here's a cool little story for you people out there. The first film my father took me to, and the only Star Wars film my father took me to, was Return of the Jedi. And this was their first Star Wars film. Because I've taken it to the theaters a bunch of times, and we've watched Star Wars on Disney+. Plus, But this is their first theatrical Star Wars experience, and it was the same movie that I... Happened to uh, watch for the first time. So it's like poetry. It rhymes. it rhymes. I was just about to say that. That's fantastic. I, about 20 minutes ago, just purchased tickets for tomorrow at 3.40. I'm going to pick up G at school. And I'm going to take him over there, he and I together. He's very, very excited. Um, we, we actually watched Return of the Jedi last weekend on the couch. Uh, but, you know, obviously it's quite a different experience when you see it in the movie theater. How did your kids enjoy it? They loved it. They loved it. They loved the experience. They had their popcorn. Yep. Their cousin came with them. Uh, he loved it. So it was nice. It was a nice little, uh, nice little family outing. I, I just dropped 47 bucks on, on two tickets. Can you imagine that? But oh, but right now, he and I are the only two people in the theater. Nice. Which, if that's the case, is going to be even more gangbusters. The only problem is that my big guy is pissed because he wants to see it and he's like just come pick me up in jersey a driver i'm like there's no time for me to come get you and bring you back and bring you back to school. pay for an uber yeah right pay for an uber i'm not dropping fucking 100 you know 180 bucks on an uber for this kid to go over there and then drive don't take back. a train then yeah mr lazy over there good luck well then he misses out exactly the problem is that he you know he gets out of school at, at like 3 30 and he has to go back at six so it's just time wise it's not going to work out it's only going to be for a week this thing over here so it's okay. It, you know, case Sarasara. I reminded him that I took him to see The Phantom Menace when that was re-released, which is, you know, clearly an obvious upgrade from The Return of the Jedi, so. Yeah. Uh, uh, 
Miss, I like you. Um, exactly. Uh, before you move on to anything else, it also broke the, in the top five in this very, very limited re-release, which is pretty bananas. I mean, Super Mario's is still making a shit ton of money. Um, and ROTJ, in its uh, 40 years, has been released top five. That's That's pretty impressive. Well, let me tell you this. It was across, I think, 200 theaters, maybe uh, nationally here in the U.S. Not a lot. 400 plus theaters worldwide. Every theater that it was in here in the United States, it was the most tickets purchased for showing that day. So it outdrew all the other movies, even Mario Brothers, everything including. Even though it didn't make all the money, considering what the other movies made, Came in top five, 4.7 million. Now, let me throw this to you, Doc. Episode 16, or chapter 16, season two. Mando, who shows up? Luke Skywalker. And what does that become? At that moment, the most watched, the most viewed content on Disney Plus and in streaming service. Of all time. Mm-hmm. Then what happens? Boba Fett comes out. Yep. Episode 7. Leaves us on a cliffhanger. Grogu has to choose. What happens? The season finale outdraws the season finale of Mando Season 2. So, with that being said, and now I have a big gripe, so I want you to tape this, and I want you to throw it on all the social medias. I have a Big gripe with Lucasfilm and Kathleen Kennedy and the powers that be that those are in charge who are making decisions. Get ready, because, everybody. Get because, ready. Because because I'm going to tap into my inner speed into Get inner Spiro. They don't seem to realize who's putting the asses in the seats. Who's the main event? Who's the draw? And that is Mark Hamill himself, Luke Skywalker, the heart and soul of Star Wars, the face that runs the place. Not Anakin, not Rey, not Han, not Chewie, not Vader even. Vader might be the most famous, iconic mask, but at the end of the day, it's all about Luke. And and let's share the spotlight. It's also about Leia. Okay? But the majority of it is Luke. And because he went from the hero's journey, from the whiny farm boy to Jedi Knight extraordinaire who was able to turn the most villainous individual back to the light side of the force and had the ultimate story arc. People are emotionally attached to this character. They're vested to this character. And the news is coming out this week that Lucasfilm does not like Luke Skywalker, allegedly. Lucasfilm had, had, um, According to this WDW website or WDW Pro, they're saying they had a meeting with Hasbro Toys, which is a big partner with Lucasfilm. And a consulting firm was there and others were in the meeting. And there was, they detailed Luke Skywalker will never be a main character in Star Wars again. He's as best allowed. And this is a quote. He was at best allowed to be an occasional cameo. From there, WDW Pro relayed that Lucasfilm sees Luke as a cobbed webbed character. 
He's a museum piece. He sells, but he's not a significant part of the matrix of the new content going forward. So if Grogu is going to stay with Luke, then we lose Grogu. He's out of sight with the exception of some glancing exposures. And for everybody in that meeting, that would have been catastrophic, he stated. Uh, WDW stated. So I don't understand. Maybe my theory about Kathleen Kennedy getting hit and quit it or <laughs> getting ditched or dissed is true. But um, I, don't, I don't understand and it, 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 because, look, I'm speaking from the heart here and you can relate. And I know you can. And please chime in and put your two cents. I don't want this all to be me. But if you have something that works and something that's putting people in their happy places and something that's unifying a fandom that's divisive already, why are we not implementing this on a grander scale when we have the tools, we have the capabilities with this um, deep fake and all this other stuff that you've already done and mastered. And it's only getting better to the point where we can actually incorporate a fantastic story telling us how, Stu, uh, how Luke went from optimistic Jedi Knight to curmudgeoned old, hey, get off my porch, Jedi Knight in a matter of 40 years to the where it makes sense. The execution was never probably conducted by Lucasfilm. They just leapfrogged from A to Z. They never explained why to, uh, B to Y. 40 years of what made Luke turn uh, 180 degrees. Besides that one little scene where he saw his nephew turn evil and he wanted to kill him, which makes no sense whatsoever. But um, I, if Kathleen Kennedy's listening, she's not. <laughs> she's probably flicking her bean somewhere. Thank God. Or if Filoni's listening, or if Favreau's listening, or if the rumors are true about the beef between everybody in Lucasfilm and everyone's trying to undermine each other to get their agenda pushed through, for the love of God, put all the politics aside, put all the shenanigans aside, and just focus on Luke Skywalker. Tom Foolery. Put Tom Foolery aside. Put Tom aside. Dick and Harry can sit on the, time, on, on the sidelines as well, too. Especially that Harry Dick. But point being is, in actuality, just focus on what works. Focus on Luke Skywalker. As a Star Wars fan, I'm asking you, please, please don't let these rumors be true. We want to see more there, of our there's, there's an old saying, if it's, if it's not broke, don't fix it, right? I mean, something is, ha is working and something is drawing money and bringing it in. Um, there's very few instances where you could say to yourself, oh, hey, you know what? If I change this, if I make this different, if I get rid of this, oh, maybe I'll reinvent myself. Very rarely does that actually work. Because if it ain't broke, don't fucking fix it, right? I mean, that is literally the mantra that people live their lives by. We all want to see Luke. The, the vast majority of Star Wars fans these days are not little kids running around. Yeah, there's a bunch. There's some. But you know who it is? It's you. It's me. It's Spiro. It's guys like that. It's gals like that who've been around for a long time watching this pro watching this property, watching these characters, and they want to see how how it pans out. Now I understand Disney has four point you know gazillion jillion dollars on this right now, and they put their product out there. They wanted to get their Star Wars out, which is fine. I understand that, 
But if they're not going to respect the past, if they're going to you know, do exactly what Kylo said and let the past die, kill it if you have to, which you're actually doing with this. And you know that line that he says isn't just prophetic for the movie. It's prophetic for how Disney has been treating this property. Then they're going to wind up the ones losing that money. They're going to be the ones that are going to die in the vine because the vast majority of people want to see the OT trilogy characters. They want to bring them back. They want to see them because it's guys like you, guys like me who are getting our kids into it. And which Star Wars are we going to show them first? Where are we going to begin that journey for them? Christmas going to be where we, we, we had that journey begun for us because that timeline makes sense. And that those movies are amazing. And we want to give to them what we had as, as kids as well, too. So Disney clearly cannot see that. And if this is just if this is more than just a fucking inflammatory, you know, made up bullshit piece, and that's truly their goal in this and truly where they want to go with this, they are leaving money on the table and they are fucking crazy. They're cannibalizing their own IP. Yep. Yep. And they spend and all this money for it. Why bother spending the money for it? Just tell you know what we're gonna do something called war to war sores, and then we're gonna fucking put it out there with all this bullshit over there because uh, you know clearly they're gonna th- their goal is to make it so unrecognizable from Star Wars that it's not going to be Star Wars. You're right, and just to add more fuel to the fire, uh, the beef between Johnny Favs and KK backstage, if it's true, the the. This guy, uh, Schneider, uh, he's a scooper or a leaker, whatever you want to call him, said he's is told... Is he a squirter? That, no, I don't know if he's a squirter. But uh, he he's, he's reporting that, and I quote, I, I'm told Pedro Pascal had a big blowout with Disney during season two and was barely on the set for season three, which is why the character has been sidelined a little bit in favor of Bo-Katan. Kennedy... Kennedy Kennedy repeatedly repeatedly interfered with the Mandalorian by firing Gina Carano, mandating the Space Vespa gang in the Book of Boba Fett, and changed the show's scripts to reunite Din Djarin with Grogu. Now, this is all alleged rumor, um, but when there's smoke, there's fire. Yep, we know that. And what happens is we get Star Wars celebration and she comes out and tells us about three new movies that may or may not happen and brings out Daisy Ridley. Now rumor has it usually people who make movies usually make the lead character some sort of reflection of how they see themselves. Like Luke saw um, George Lucas saw, saw himself as Luke Skywalker. Allegedly, Kathleen Kennedy sees herself as Ray Skywalker. Oh, sure. Okay, this is what I. This is what's being said on the interwebs. Eat Ray Skywalker. So, I pay a dollar for that, but um, I popped you. So, uh, <laughs> so here's the deal. She comes out. She introduces that they're going to make this new movie, right? This new movie about Ray forming Ray. the new Jedi Order. Six years. No. 15 years. 15 years. 15 years after Rise of Skywalker. Correct. And, and everybody's, yay. The other people are like, boo. The end of the, yay. And boo. It was like listening to uh, a reaction from a crowd when John Cena was in the ring. 
right? But listen, the plot, give it a, give it a week or so like it's been, and the plot starts to thicken. Uh, starts to thicken. Um, allegedly, John Boyega is coming back. He buried the hatchet with Kathleen Kennedy, um, agreeing to return with his new Daisy Ridley film. After delivering the script, which was co-authored by Justin Britt Gibson, Lindelof left the project and was quickly replaced by Peaky Blinders creator Stephen Knight. Now, he didn't leave the project. He was, I mean, he did on his own recognizance. He was asked to leave, right? The yep. announcement of Ray, Ray, Ridley's return as Ray stirred up both positive and negative buzz. Because let's face it, what's going to make Star Wars work? Characters in an era that was very divisive that caused the friction to begin with. Let's double down. Sir, you have 10. I, too, live dangerously. Come on. Right? Yep. It, it, makes, no, it makes no sense at all. Why? Like, you said it perfectly. Why are they doubling down? Now, it's absolutely fucking insane. Listen, even though it stood up both positive and negative buzz... It's recently reported that she's not going to be the main protagonist of the film. She's going to be more of an Obi-Wan Luke Skywalker mentor role, which kind of makes sense. Now, originally, the Lindelof script was supposed to be 60 years in the future. And they were going to get Helen Mirren from 1923 to play an older Ray. Now, that's not confirmed, but that's what they were looking to do. And what was expected was to have the Aquaman and Watchmen star, Yahya Abdul-Mateen. Great actor, great look. Yep, who's playing Wonder Man to be the lead protagonist. But when Lindelof left, he bounced allegedly. Now, story has it that if Kennedy doesn't get this movie out by 2025, the the, the, the date that they said it's going to come out, December 2025, she's getting the axe. She's losing her position in Lucasfilm. So I really hope with this writer's strike that just happened, that the movie doesn't happen. We get rid of the Wicked Witch of the West. That she's a great nice. producer. Don't get me wrong, but she's a bad fit for Star Wars. Now, there's also rumors that Grogu's going to be in the movie. And he's going to be a Jedi uh, master and a Jedi teacher. Because he'll be around 91, 92 years old during the time of this film. Correct. And Yoda started training Padawans at the age of 100. Correct. So with all that being said, the point that I'm trying to make to you is in a matter of a week, we got all these new cast irons in the fire. We got all this buzz, all this negativity. And this was the film that was supposed to fix the divisiveness that was caused by the sequel trilogy. Yet it's adding more fuel to the fire. And to tap it all off this director that's supposed to be directing this film. Um, Shinoid, whatever her name is, yep, she's never directed a feature film a day in her life. She's done documentaries and she's done a couple of episodes of Miss Marvel, cares, and she's an activist, which means she's going to be pushing her feminist agenda down everyone's throat. And this is a main reason I also heard why Lindelof was beefing with her before he got told to leave. So, this is all again rumor and hearsay. But I don't understand why. Why are you not giving the best writers the job? The best directors? You have a team of directors in The Mandalorian. Why isn't Bryce Dallas Howard getting a movie? Why isn't 
uh, Rick Fumuya, Fujiwara Armbar getting a movie? Why isn't Peyton Reed getting a movie? So I'm, I'm going to tell you why. It's because there is the split down the middle for, for Favreau's and Filoni's Star Wars and Kathleen Kennedy's Star Wars. She's trying to make a point because the sequel trilogy, you know, failed for a certain respect. And the Mandoverse has not for a certain respect. She's trying to make a point that she could do it without these guys. And that's exactly what it's got to be. I mean, there, there's really no other explanation for this. If there's money on the fucking table and, and they're going to lose this money and they, and they have a, a guaranteed a guaranteed home run in the back, why aren't they actually using it? It's because she's trying to prove that her agenda shit didn't fail. She's going to try to do it right with somebody else now and fix whatever mistakes that she's made and prove that she could do this without the boys. But you know what? Pride is going to fuck this franchise up. I agree. I totally agree. Look, we said it many times on this show in the past. We watched season two of Mandalorian, and we got the Powderpuff Girls at the end of the, the season coming in, Femme Fatale, all four girls, Fennec Shan, Cara Dune, uh, Bo-Katan, and Casca Reeves. And they whipped everyone's ass. And no one cared that they were female. No one cared that one male was on that ship fighting to win. You know why? We noticed. We noticed. We noticed, but oh, it, was, it wasn't forced. It was because the story warranted it. We were all emotionally vested, emotionally attached to the characters. We weren't forced to like them. We liked them our own recognizance, and we wanted it. It felt natural. It felt right. It fit like a glove. But that's not what's going on nowadays with certain other properties and certain other movies and certain other media. Everything's being forced. Everything has to be, hey, girl power this, girl power that. Star Wars initially was the first IP that had the kick-ass woman and not the damsel in distress. I don't understand why they're doubling down as if we never gave opportunity, not we, but why Lucasfilm never gave opportunity to women. I just don't understand the premise of it. It doesn't come. It has to come from Kathleen Kennedy herself. And now people are starting to flip on Dave Filoni, saying that he sold out John Favreau. And for his... Because he got the raise. He's the executive and all that stuff in creating. And that he's really a feminist and he switched teams. And I don't buy it. I don't buy it at all. But you, you know my felony theory. But wait, what's your felony theory? That he's gay. He's not gay. He's married. Uh, and even if he is gay, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Nothing's anything wrong with that. But um, how many people got fired? How many people? 10, 11, 12? How many projects were left on the table? And then brought back and mishandled a Boba oh, Fett movie, Kenobi, Kenobi trilogy, right? Uh, Ryan, uh, uh, what's his name? Johnson's trilogy, Rogue, uh, Ro- Rogue Squadron, uh, the D and D guys, the yep, uh, the Game of Thrones guys, Ben Hoff uh, and Linden, whatever they were. Yeah, uh, the, the, the Lord and Miller, Lord and Miller, 
I mean, the list goes on and on. I mean, I can't, and I'm sorry, but if you're the head of a studio and you can't get people to work for you properly, one or two, okay, it's understandable. 10, 11, 12, maybe it's not the people, maybe it's you. I don't know. Well, 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 well think about it, right? If if you go to directors and you say to them, I would I would venture to guess if you if you family feuded a hundred directors and say, please give me the name of the property you would want to work on the most. How many of those 100 do you think would say Star Wars? 99. I would say probably a little bit less. But yeah, because you got these artsy fartsy guys who are like, oh, I want to do a fucking uh, memento movie. Anyway, um, I, I think the vast majority of them would be like Star Wars. So it's impossible for people to be attached to a project and then suddenly be detached unless something bad happened or they turn around and they're like, you know what? This bitch is crazy. I can't fucking do this. And it happens so rapidly when they get announced that it's almost like she immediately throws the fucking crazy bitch vibes on them and then they're gone because there's no other next explanation for it. There's no one. Disney's got money. They got plenty of money to throw around. Tons, tons of it. And I bet you most of these people would work on a Star Wars movie for less than their normal going rate. Well, even Lindelof says, you know what? I'll go back outside and wait online to get back in the club like a mark that he is. But you know what? This could be a blessing in disguise because Lindelof isn't the greatest writer in Hollywood. You know what I mean? He had mm -hmm. a couple of good things. He's hit or miss. Just like the guy they hired to do, uh, what's his name? Uh, Rise of Skywalker with J.J. He wrote B versus Batman versus Superman. How great was that movie? Yeah, you know what I mean? Banger. Yeah, so it's like, come on, guys. Uh, we've, seen, we've seen bad writing in Kenobi. We've seen bad writing in... Uh, in Boba. Boba Fett. So it's like, that's the consistency. We're just going to put out bad writing. And because it's Star Wars, people are going to like it. That's, the, yeah, that's not the case anymore. So it's, it's, it's not. And they should have known that since the get-go. Because they got roasted from the very, very beginning about all this. Of course. And one thing that wasn't announced at Celebration was Taika Waititi's movie. But now, according to Variety, I'm sorry, according to Deadline, they offered an update on the movie saying that He's very excited about the project, him being Taika, which is now set to begin filming in 2024. Well, if this is going to be uh, Kathleen's Hail Mary patch, you better get it out soon. Yeah, but the thing I'm trying to tell you is that if it starts filming in 2024, and it wasn't meant, why wasn't it mentioned at Star Wars Celebration? Why oh. was three films mentioned at Star Wars Celebrations, and this wasn't, and this has been on the back burner for quite some time? Something does not smell right in Denmark. Yep, you're you're asking things that make sense of things that don't make sense. Now with this writer uh, guild association strike, it's going to throw a wrench in everyone's socket. Depending on uh, how long this strike is going to last. Good thing though about it is that Filoni, I mean, Favreau has already written season four, and they can begin shooting, and um. According to Tony Gilroy, season two of Andor is already written and finalized. So they're ready to shoot. Thank God, I need a fucking nap. How dare you? He was on a Q&A panel and he said that, uh, Tony Gilroy said that he was able to finish the final script of Andor's second season before the strike. The second season of Andor begins filming in November 2020. Oh, he began filming in November 2022 and is expected to wrap up in August. So they're, they're in shooting now. So we're going to get that on time. We're going to get 
season four of Mando on time. But what about this movie? What about these movies that are supposed to come out? Allegedly, 2025 was the Ray movie. 2026 was Filoni's movie. And 2028 was the Mangold movie, which I think is not going to happen. So, your boy is also going to be in Andor Seasons, too. He was spotted on set. Your boy, Forrest Whitaker, Ghost Dog. Oh, shit. My man, Lazy Eye Forrest. Wow. He's going to be a Saw Guerrero. So, Saw Guerrero is going to be there. Yes, Saw's going to be there. And that big white thing, that big white creature that was in Rogue One, I forgot what was the name of the species. The Bregoli. Not the Bregoli. Is that a Bregoli in your pocket? You're happy to see me. Always. Um, that, that should be a t-shirt. Nice. Uh, question. Do you think Mando season four is going to be replacing uh, the canceled Ranger show? Canceled Ranger. Uh, why? Because now we're saying that the Mandalorian is going to be the Ranger of the New Republic, right? We're, so we're talking about that. He now, now, now they're going to use Mandalorian season four as the Ranger of the New Republic. And then what? Maybe pivot the Mandalorian to just be an old Bo-Katan show? Uh, I really hope not. Um, no, I'm not saying uh, that it's going to be Rangers. I'm going to say he's stealing its gimmick or using it yeah. for that season. So we're not going to see him going after bounties. We'll see him going after whoever Carson Teva tells him, hey, this crime warlord over here or this imperial warlord over there, go get him, bring him to justice type of deal. Well, it, it sure seems that they're heading that way when it comes to the end of The Mandalorian. So I can't imagine that... Well, I could imagine because it's Disney that they would pivot and be like, oh, you know, no, no, we're actually not going to do that um, after they, you know, kind of announced that there. Um, but then again, you know, they had Grogu and Luke's hands, which was the, uh, you know, set up for season one and season two. And then immediately within two episodes, remove him from Luke's hands. So anything could happen. Uh, you know, we could see Luke. I mean, we could see uh, Din Djarin as the as the as the ranger dealing with shit like this, or we can completely see, completely pivot and change and move from what we think is going to happen to whatever Disney is having uh, for, for breakfast that morning. I personally think him as a ranger is kind of odd and weird and a little bit out of character, unless he really, they explain it by him wanting to settle down and, you know, not put Grogu in harm's way and pick the things he wants to do as instead of, you know, having things picked for him. Um, as in like, you know, his destiny, you know, coming to get him. But I don't know. I, I just don't see it, it fitting so well. And I, I don't think that they should be replacing one show with with the main character of their main show. I'm with you and I'm not saying you're wrong. Um, it's just interesting how everything is unfolding. And it's actually morphing into something else that it initially started as that's i think all. Would, i think what would be cool right you know we we, we have enough side characters that have goes been after ig88 got it no no no. that was before i think we have enough was side a double characters. agent no. double agent well i haven't pulled that one out in a while that's what she that's said what she said ah! uh, um, no <laughs> um we have enough side characters you know you know besides you know carano that could potentially pull off their own show i mean would you be interested in watching a show with the likes of uh, Migs Mayfield as one of the Rangers, as 
Cobb Vanth as one of the Rangers, as IG-11, you know, on the team as well. I mean, you know, they built enough of these dudes out there that, you know, they could potentially together hold a six, six to eight series show by themselves as the Rangers with, you know, Appa, Angry Appa over there, um, like amongst amongst other people who, you know, who the Mandalorian has uh, has interacted with. But what about what's his face? The, 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 that blue guy. The the, the 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 mithril, is that his name? Yeah, I don't know. A little comedy relief action. Yep. I, I think there's plenty of meat in that bone for them to explore without taking Mando and making him, you know, the ranger of the New Republic. That's just my take. I don't know. No, uh, you're not wrong. Um, you're not wrong by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, there's a, there's a lot of there's a lot of variables in the equation that be, that could be used. Um, you've named a ton of them, and we also have legendary, uh, legendary uh, legacy characters that can be incorporated into this heir of the empire. Hopefully, Luke will be a big proponent. I'm hoping he is. Um, they're saying Ray Stevenson's taking the place of that clone Jedi. The clone force user, or whatever. I forgot his name. Um, they're saying that little girl, uh, who's his Padawan, Ray Stevens' is Padawan, uh, Shin, yep. supposed to be a clone of Luke Skywalker. That's a theory Here going on. Here we go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, see, it's the problem. People start speculating irresponsibly, and then when the when the outcome doesn't live up to expectation, you know, people complain. Eh, eh. But something is coming out that you and I knew about, and that is Jedi, uh, Tales of the Jedi Season 2. Ooh, I'm psyched about this one, actually. I really enjoyed Tales of the Jedi. It was entirely too short. Well, it's supposed to come out um, 2024, they said. And we have the second season of Andor, the third and final season of Bad Batch, and The Acolyte, alongside with this scheduled on the docket for 2024 and possibly um mando season four if they uh start recording soon but who do you think should be in tales of the jedi season two what do you want to see any particular jedi i want to see all right so i think if you pin me against the wall and you and you make you force me to decide who i want to see in tales of the jedi I think the number one name that's going to come to my Enrico uh, Palazzo. Enrico, I got to put that in the show hall on a second here. Forty-three, thirty. That's not the umpire, Your Honor. Hey, it's Enrico Palazzo. Let me in a Rico clip. Um, I would say I want to see. I kind of we kind of already saw Mace Windu already. I think so. You know that that probably would be my answer. I would like love to see a little bit more Mace. I would love to get a backstory on Mace to see, you know, where he came from, why he's so fucking angry for. You know, he got pulled over by the the Galactic Police when he was driving his space cruiser because his windows are too tinted or some shit, and he's like, "Fuck these crackers." 
I can't stand these cracker Jedi's. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, you know, there's uh, there's a. Do you want to hear a funny people. story real quick? Please, uh, please. I, I was, love I was, funny stories. I was working uh, NYWC, and Julius Smokes. Shout out! You don't to know him. how to work, kid. Nice. He was on the show, uh, managing Julius a team. Smokes, by the way, for the wait, you gotta set this up for those who don't know. Julius Smokes, he's a black gentleman. Yes. He is fucking very crazy. And he walks around all day long saying, get it, get it, get it, get it, get it, whatever the fuck he says. Yeah. He's about, he's he's from the hood, as they say in the business. He is my brother from another mother from the doghouse. We go way back like the red and black lava jack with the hat to match. But the point I'm trying to make is that we're in Long Island, Suffolk County, right? Predominantly all white crowd, Uh right? Comes out. (laughs) <laughs> being as rebunctious and as entertaining as he is. He goes, I'm going to spread cheese on all your crackers. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, not knowing what he's saying. And I'm laughing my ass up going, oh, fucking J-Train. Yeah, buddy. I'm going to spread cheese on all you crackers. That's a good one, man. I mean, that, that one's been in, in the queue for a little bit, I think. <laughs> oh, man. Speaking about being in the queue, did you know there was fake wedge? Fake? No, I saw. I read this article. And I thought it was like I said, what? Really? You know, I, I knew there was. You know, as as we all knew in the beginning of uh, a New Hope, when um, Vader lands the ship, and you know the the guy that he lifts up in the air to force choke the the rebel uh, fleet trooper there is Captain Antilles. Which is obviously not the Antilles that we know, which is Wedge Antilles, and we come to learn that Antilles is like the Smith of the Star or the Jones of the Star Wars universe. There's a few of them, but apparently there was an actor that was in one of those um, debriefing scenes that was identified as Wedge, and um, was not Dennis Lawson, uh, who's uh, uh, what's his face's uh, uncle, um, Ewan McGregor, and was affectionately called by the fandom Fake Wedge. Um, or as I like to call him when I golf sandwich, um, which you don't get because you don't golf pop, so it's fine. Um, I'm not a rich, I'm not a rich doctor. Yes, and neither am I. Uh, I'm a shitty golfer, but it's fun. So, um, I like things I'm th- that I'm terrible at, like jujitsu and uh, and golf and banging my wife. Um, she won't tell you that though. So there was a fa- an actor there who was because she can't talk with her mouth full. Uh, that's right. <laughs> That's that's because the apples inside of it with the bandana around it. Um, a guy who they thought was Wedge who wasn't Wedge, and then they made this backstory that was in the Empire. I think it was in the Empire Strikes Back from a certain point of view where he was being called Fake Wedge as a joke because they kind of look similar. And then he was pissed off and angry at Wedge, and he was upset that he wasn't going to go out with Red Squadron. And then when Wedge came back a hero, he was like, "Oh, it's so great to be known as Fake Wedge because he's such a hero." I don't know some weird fucking story, but I- I've never heard that one before. Have you? No, that blew my mind, and uh, it takes a lot to pop me when it comes to Star Wars. You know, since we've been doing this show and we've been diehards for so long. Yeah. But, but uh, originally, the actor that was first cast was Colin Higgins. And that, you said right in the mission briefing on Yavin Four, he didn't learn his lines, so they fired his ass and they kept him in there. And then they had Lawson, uh, Dennis Lawson, uh, be the uh, the face in the X wing and all the other scenes. And because of time constraint and money te- money uh, budget, they left that 
briefing room in there, and they just casted that guy as Wedge. Now, what, a, what a shitty way to lose a, a great part in Star Wars, eh? But did you know there was a third actor who dubbed the voices for Higgins and Lawson, and that's David Ankrum. I didn't know that wasn't Wedge's voice. Me neither. You could have fooled me because the guy sounds exactly like that, I think. Great shot, what's he saying? What's the name of the fucking guy he says? I don't know. I don't remember. But uh, then, uh, they, like you said, they, 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 they made this into a canon in the book from a certain point of view for New Hope. And the guy's name, his name is Call Tackbright. That's his name. C-O-L, Tackbright. And you're... Okay, you're Colonel Tack Tackbright. No, he won't be Colonel because then he'd be high-ranking guy. He wouldn't have to worry about being on the X-Wing. Um, but like you said, he was pissed that everyone kept calling him Wedge or Fake Wedge, and then he was like, "You know what? He's a hero. I don't mind being mistaken for a hero." Yada yada yada. Hallmark ending, whatever. So, yeah, interesting, interesting little trivia. Uh, trivia that you might you might have in your back pocket if you were playing Star Wars trivia at a bar. Yep. Let's face it, you're not playing Star Wars trivia at a bar. Um, maybe at the library. Yeah, exactly. Uh, why are you jacking off? At the library or at the bar? Both. Ooh. Um, do you think Cad Bane lived? I think Cad Bane lived. So if Disney's smart and they want to make some money, yeah, Cad Bane lived. I hope he didn't. I love me some Cad Bane. But how much more stupid can we make Boba Fett look? It's true. I mean, uh, you know, he'd look like a failure if Cad Bane lived and we'd see him again later. But hey, Moff Gideon's been alive like 60 fucking three times, so. Ah, that's different. That's that's the freaking dollar store wish fucking Boba Fett. Uh, you know, like the like the like it's Spaceballs where they capture the wrong people. You captured their stunt doubles. You know, um, great, great scene. Great scene. Thank you. Uh, in a new Star Wars book, Timelines. Um, it was released uh, at Star Wars Celebration in Europe uh, last month. They alluded to the fact that Cad Bane isn't dead yet. Eagle-eyed fans pointed out the wording in an excerpt about Boba Fett and Cad Bane seemingly not so deadly duel, which described the blue-skinned bounty hunter as being out of action as opposed to killed. Now, do you think it was just a nice way of saying that he died? Because he's out of action? Or do you think it just means that, eh, he got his ass kicked. He's out of action. He's on the sidelines. Uh, I really have no idea. I, would, I wouldn't put a lot of credence into some fucking fan bullshit that's, you know, at some silly-ass panel that they had three people in. That had fake Wedge uh, show up to be the main guest. <laughs> Tremendous. Uh, you ever see? You ever see the documentary where the guy claims it's him that he hit? He's the stormtrooper that hit his head. Yes, I have. Okay. And there's like six six of them that are like, "Oh, it was me! It was me!" It was me. Because all of them want the gimmick money. So yeah, of course, I, I could sell more autographs and more fucking nonsense if I'm the stormtrooper <laughs> that crashes his head against the wall. Makes sense. No, definitely, definitely. You know what makes sense? That watching Ahsoka coming out in August, we don't need to watch all of Rebels, according to Dave Filoni to understand or be in a good spot for the series, which is cool from a certain point of view, 
But Rebels, in my opinion, is so awesome. I would say you'd want to watch it beforehand. Um, but he said, correct, uh, correct. if you just watch season four, you'll be all set. So what do you think, Doc? Okay. You can you just... Well, listen, I mean, if, if you're walking to Ahsoka cold and just knowing her from the live action stuff, I guess theoretically you could be okay and be fine and be there and, and not really have any issue. Um you know, a lot of people have just seen the first couple of seasons of Clone Wars and not anything from the Rebels timeline. So they're going to be a little bit lost when it comes to how she came back and what she did, but it's not going to be this completely unfamiliar character to them. So I think people could choose to do whatever they want to do. They could watch it. They could not watch it. We know Derek Gordon ain't going to watch it. So um, it's, it is what it is, but I think they'll still be able to enjoy it unless they get really deep into the woods about characterization and story and who she is and what she is. Um, then they may start losing people, but I don't. Th I think they're going to avoid that, and they're going to go from there. I think what's more important is knowing the relationship between Ezra and Thrawn and Ahsoka and the rest of the Ghost crew, which um, you know you can or cannot watch the whole thing to kind of get that. Speaking of watching, did you watch Bad Batch yet? I, so I, this evening, as I was sitting down because my wife is at work. I was going to watch The Bad Batch. She don't know how to watch it. I, I, I watched an episode last week. Um, I was going to watch another episode, but then you know this disaster happened at work that I had a, I had a man, I had to manage through and almost got called in tonight to not do the show. So it's a blessing that I'm here. Um, so I have did not again catch up on The Bad Batch. I apologize. I know we have a Star Wars show and I don't watch Star Wars. You know who you know who caught up on The Bad Batch and loves it. Who caught up on The Bad Batch and loves it? Elon Musk. Really? Did he tweet about it? Yep, he mentioned in an interview that he's very fond of the Bad Batch series and he really likes it. You think he wasn't talking about the Bad Batch that he dumps on the uh, women that he hired because he's a billionaire? No. No one's Twitter? No, I don't think so. Could be, but I don't think so. I heard you uh, got the blue check mark. Not me. I got blue balls, but not blue check mark. Um, so what'd you think about Grogu's name change? Uh, I thought it was a little bit odd that he was going to be Din Grogu because you would think that as Mandalorians go, just like uh, Boba Fett and Jango Fett, that the last name was going to be the name that he would have taken. So he would have been Grogu Jaren. But that sounds like a porno position. Yo, baby, I'm going to do you <laughs> Grogu Jaren tonight. Tremendous. Uh, <laughs> um. I just got a bad picture, bad picture for the thumbnail. But anyway, go. <laughs> please, please. I had one in my head earlier, but I may, I may do a new one. Um, so it was kind of weird. And then there was some explanation about like, you know, oh, the armorer is, you know, letting them do whatever they want to do when it comes to the name and not imposing the will of, you know, the children of the watch on her, which is not what the children of the watch do. They usually, you know, try to make you do what they want to do because they're kind of fascists and they're extremists. Um, so it's just kind of odd that he's did in Grogu. Now, listen, it sounds a little bit better than, than, than Grogu Jarin, I guess. Um, but I don't know. What are your thoughts on it? Um, it was weird when she first said it. I went, wait a minute, what? But now, there's theories behind this reasoning that people are trying to make sense out of it. One is that because he's a foundling and he's not a pure blood from Mandalore, that's why he doesn't have to follow the 
last name uh, tradition. Also, they're saying that it could be that the armorer was following traditions from Dinjarin's homeworld as opposed to their normal custom from Mandalore. But that doesn't seem very, you know, logical, like you said, because they are extremists and they're on the fringe and they do follow everything to the T. So yep. I don't know. But um, yeah, it was, it was a little, it was a little, a little odd. I remember here. I was like, oh, that's kind of weird. But it was okay. also odd. I'll, was also, I'll roll with it. It was also odd when Mando was saying he couldn't take off his helmet and people were like, but now, uh, tan and Boba Fett, everyone took off their helmet to Clone Wars. No, that's not right. And they fixed it, or they explained it in the second season, and it made sense. And everyone was just like, "Hush." They all you, sat on it. You do wrestling nerd voice very, very good, by the way. Oh well, thank you. Um, Doc, you just made the list. You just made the list. Oh shit! I made the list already. Listen. Right before we do the list, hold on. I, I, I want to mention, because I'm going to forget about this, and I want to mention it. Doc, don't um, forget no, about I'm it. Gonna, I won't forget about it. 5708, list. Okay. Um, I sent you a video this week, okay, that that I think is one of the funniest I fucking... Me, yeah, I thought you told me to kayfabe that. Yeah, exactly, kayfabe it. Uh, you know, I, I, you know, it took me a while to, you know, to slap it up and get it up there, but, you know, it, it eventually worked. Um, that I thought was one of the funniest fucking videos on the face of the planet. It was a round table of chicks sitting around. Oh, and yes. One, and, 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 and there's viral. a bunch of, it went viral. There's a bunch of like skinny, beautiful chicks. And there's one mastodon that I think may be a man. And that actually a woman uh, who identifies as, 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 as a woman um, on the table. And the first chick introduces herself. Hi, my name's Casey. I'm a bartender. I go to University of Delaware. And I, you know, I'm only fans of love. And then they go to the mastodon. And she leans in and she goes, Captain Solo in full job with her voice. I watched this at 7 a.m. I was in Washington for a conference. One of my friends sent it to me. And my wife was still sleeping. And I popped so fucking hard. And then the whole day proceeded to have every single person who knows I'm a huge Star Wars fan send me this fucking video. And say that they were dying when they actually fucking watched it. And then I said right. to you guys, and I'm so surprised that you didn't see it. It was so fucking funny. I saw it after you, you were the first one to sent it to me. And then three or four or five other people sent it to me. And then other people were tagging me on it on, on, on social media. So, but you were the initiator. You were the catalyst. And it was very funny. I popped huge. Because... It was true. <laughs> listen, listen. I'm not one for bullying, but that shit was fucking hilarious. It was like Jackie. It was like Jackie Chan doing his own stunts, bro. It was realistic as fuck. You know. Oh man. So, if 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 you if you're listening to this and you saw this video already, the great. If not, uh, you can feel free to DM me, and I will send you the video. It just slid into his DMs like uh, Joey Tell. Um, so Doc, we made the list, and what that is, ladies and gentlemen is we take lists off the internet and we share it with you people. We let you know if the lists are any good or if they're skata, basura, garbage. Skata in, in Greek means shit, by the way. Just in case you were wondering. There's 10 lists, Doc. We don't have to do all 10. 10 lists. Fucking A. Hold on a second here. I think my head is hurting me. Give me one minute. Let me see. All right. You want to open one up first? Go ahead. Go for sure, it. Sure, I'll do it. 
Star Wars, 10 changes that could have made the sequel trilogy better. Number 10, no Kathleen Kennedy. No, I'm kidding. Uh, number 10, establish villains that the audience can respect. So they're talking about, um, what's his name? Oh, I'm the spy. What's his name? Uh, Hux. Hux, yes. Create, number nine. Hux create, no? Yes, Hux. Create a unified narrative. Oh, that's common sense. Eight. Move Leia's death to episode eight. Agreed. Yeah, we said that before. Better inclusion of Finn as a major character. Agreed. Wait, episode eight? Didn't she die in episode eight? No, she died in nine. Remember, she, she, she was died in... Oh, that's right. Eight was yep. the Mary Poppins thing. Yes. Okay, so number number seven was better inclusion of Finn as a major character. He should have been the Fuck, lead. Care less about it, whatever. Commit to a romantic relationship as opposed to flip-flopping. Let Ray well, explore. That was a, a disaster by them. Yep. Let Ray explore darker powers of the Force. Mm. Wait, didn't we, didn't we just talk about that with John Boyega? Uh, never mind. Uh, number four. <laughs> Thank you. Follow through with introduced plot points uh, with the saber and all that stuff. Yeah, don't use Pal- Don't use Palpatine. Number three. <laughs> that was great. Alter Luke's characterization, number two. Set the trilogy at least 100 years after Darth Vader's death. Get rid of everybody. All right, you're up. All right. Ten most powerful Sith Lords ranked. Ah, fucking, I pressed the button to flew up to the top. Hold on a second here. I can tell you this one, number one. hate you, fucking Mark Zuckerberg. Yo. Kathleen Kennedy. Yo. Revan, number two. Revan, number he's three. A, Revan. He's an honorable mention. All right. Here we go. Number 10, Darth Tyrannus, a.k.a. Count Dooku. Number nine, Darth Maul. Wow, Darth Maul goes so far down the list. Interesting. Number eight, Exar Khan. Exar Khan was uh, a guy in the, I believe, in the High Republic. No, no, the new, the um, Knights of the Old Republic, I believe he was inside there. Not canon. Jedi Knight, who uh, became a uh, Lord of the Sith. Darth Nihilus. Not canon. Darth Bade. Okay. No, canon. Here we go, Spiro. This is you, baby. Darth Revan or Darth Raven, as uh, one of our good friends says. Nevermore. Darth Plagueis. You ever hear the story of Darth Plagueis the Wise? Not, Not from, from a, a Jedi. Jedi. <laughs> Darth Vader. Darth v- Vitae, or is it Darth Vitali? Is he Italian? Darth Vitali? Oh, um, it's a me, Darth Vitali. Oh, it's a me. I might sit the magic. I sit the alchemy. Um, <laughs> Do you want a spicy kind of crystal? <laughs> apparently, he was the ultimate Sith Emperor at the time when he existed. Never heard of the guy. He looks a little bit like uh, Ray Stevenson in uh, his new role. And then, of course, Darth Sidious. Okay. Let's see. Uh, 10 things we actually wanted from the Star Wars sequel trilogy. Let's see. A good movie. 
They say 10 things and they start with number eight. So go figure. Uh, you, you have to go back to on the previous and you'll get the first two. Oh, there we go. You will. Let's see. Hold on. No, no, no. Hold on. Oh, you fucking. Where did it go? Let's go back. Ten things. Okay. Nope, that wasn't it. Oh, your mother's ass. Okay. Yeah. Here we go. Number eight. More focus on Wait, a defect. Number eight. Hold on. Number nine. The rebuilding of the Jedi Order. Hold on. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you ten and nine right here. Number ten. Uh, a properly utilized Luke Skywalker. Now go for it. A more focused on a defecting stormtrooper tail. We talked about that plenty of times. Oh, fuck yeah. Uh, seven, allowing the new central trio's chemistry more moments to shine. That makes sense. Yep, we always said that that, that the, the big draw of the, o, the OT was the fact that the three of them were together a lot and they got to interact and that's where we got our magic from. Luke, Han, Leia, and Chewie reunion. It's just common sense, guys. It's a layup. Yep. On the table. Uh, number five, a fully planned out story. Duh. Wah, wah, wah. A bold new look and direction. I don't know if I agree with that one. More John Williams masterpieces. Eh, he wrote everything anyway. More epic space battles. Okay. Number one, let some of the past stay dead. Like Sidious. Well, yeah, that's for sure. But obviously, you know, they want Luke Han and Leia involved in that, and that's not letting the past stay dead. Anyway, I agree with some of that. Not all of it. Nine Jedi we want for Tales of the Jedi Season 2. A naked shock tea. No, uh, Mace Windu. Taron Malikos from Jedi Fallen Order. Eh. Plo Kloon, yes. Asajj Ventress and Quinlan Voss. Please, God, yes. Obi-Wan Kenobi? Nope, I'm okay with him not being inside there. I think we have enough Kenobi all over the place. I don't want it watered down. Tar Vizsla, yes. Shakti. Hmm. Kanan Jarrus? I think we would be okay with some Kanan Jarrus. Pre, pre, obviously, Rebels. And Cal Kestis? No, thanks. I don't want any Cal Kestis in the fucking Star Wars universe, except in the video games. Really? You don't want a live-action show? Nope. Careless. Though, the commercial that they had this week that came out with Mark Hamill and uh, the that guy, Moynihan, who plays him, you know, as, you know, for the the gimmick for the game, was pretty hilarious that they had him. Uh, they did Mark you know, Hamill better in that commercial than the entire sequel trilogy. They, I agree, they did. And I tweeted that to Mark Hamill. And I, I posted it on Facebook, and I tagged Mark Hamill in it. It's the goddamn truth. And kudos to Mark Hamill, because he looks fit and slim in that commercial. I don't know if he has the man girdle on, but he looks good. He don't look like high high belt around my belly button, you know, Rise of Skywalker Luke. He looks like he lost some weight, so he might be getting back into shape. Yeah, he's getting the fighting shape right now. Yeah, man. Yeah, I think so, dude. You think they're trying to swerve us? I don't know. Could be. Could be. I don't know. All right. Five reasons the Mandalorian's uh, Moff Gideon is still alive after season three. Uh, let's see. Moff Gideon had a bunch of clones on standby. Duh. Beskar armor is ridiculously strong. Indeed. Uh, characters routinely return from the dead in Star Wars. No shit. 
The Mandalorian hinted at Gideon being a rival to Thrawn. He's the big bad of the Mandalorian. And that's it. He is. All right, last one. Here we go. Okay. The 12 houses of the, 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 the Mandalorian universe. Number one is going to be Death Watch. Love those guys. Number two, Children of the Watch. Number three, Neighborhood Watch. Number four, neighborhood watch, watch? You as I, watch Me As I Jack Off in the Shower. No, uh, number... <laughs> is there really a Neighborhood Watch? Is that... No, no, oh. no. Number 10, The New Mandalorians. The New Mandalorians. Is that the past? Yes. Yeah. Duchess Satine and The yeah. New Mandalorians. Uh, House Vizsla. We know about House Vizsla, right? House Crease. Not um not John Crease from uh, Karate Kid, but I wish he'd be down with him. House Cast, and not Jodo Cast, but Rook Cast. Clan Ren, Sabine Ren's crew. Clan Saxon, that's that Gar Saxon, right? We know about Gar Saxon. Clan Eldar, uh, Pledge of Loyalty to Bo-Katan. Join the Mandalorian Resistance against the Empire. Clan Rook, the vassal of House Cast. They too join Bo-Katan. Clan Awad, which is apparently the Arabic clan, um, they split into two factions during the Clone Wars. Splinter factions, old Mandalorians. Um, unlike Death Watch, who were also exiled from Mandalore, the old Mandalorians didn't seek vengeance against Satine and the new Mandalorians. Awad was led by Chieftain Nam Borea, succeeded his adopted daughter Vera Borea. Clan Mudhorn, which is going to be, you know, the boys right now, the clan of two. Din and Grogu, which apparently all you got to do is just chill a little bit and you become your own clan. So we are clan NFL, motherfucker. What about Wu-Tang? Wants to know. Wu-Tang clan, that'd be hilarious. The Jizza, the Rizza, the old dirty bastard. Inspect the deck, ghost face killer. You God. That's it. Okay. All right. Well, is there anything else you want to add before we go home? You want to talk about toys or anything like that, Doc? Uh, today I spent, um, at Target about $300 on shit that I walked in the door and they had there and I was like, fuck me. I need a bunch of this shit. Um, What'd you I buy? got the Gamorrean guard. Uh, Gamorrean. Sorry, Gamorrean. I, I'm, I'm from Gamorrea, so I say Gamorrean, which was the, um, 40th anniversary re- release of the Gamorrean guard, Gamorrean guard on the old school Return of the Jedi cards, which is pretty cool. I got... The um, Boba Fett uh, three and three quarters. That is the old school deco of the Kenner figure. Um, and then I got this prototype uh, Mandalorian. So back, you know, when when Kenner was in their heyday, they would take whatever color plastic they have and just inject it into the mold of an arm or leg or whatever it is, and they come out all these rainbow looking figures. So kids. So Hasbro has taken those, um, that blueprint and made a bunch of prototype figures. And there's usually six in each, um, in each colorway. So like, you know, they'll have one with, uh, a red head, a red hat, a head, a blue arm, an orange arm, a green chest, a purple leg and a blue leg. And then they'll have another one with the opposite colors, and like you know, so they'll have all the heads in one color, all the arms in one color, all the chests in one color, but it's all mixed up. So just a cool little kind of throwback to that. So I got a bunch of that shit. Um, 
That's really it. I got another Paz Vizsla figure recently, one of the three and three quarters. Um, as far as Star Wars stuff, that's really it. That's all I got. Cool. It's a lot more I than I got. Expensive. It's okay. You can afford it. You're a rich doctor who goes yeah, off. I wish I was a rich. Wish I was a rich doctor. Tremendous. Did you have? Did you happen to watch the new Peter Pan movie? Did not watch the Peter Pan. I didn't, I didn't even know there was a new Peter Pan movie. It's called Peter Pan and Wendy. Peter Pan and Wendy. Nice. Uh, it's actually pretty good. It changed out Tinkerbell. She's African American. They made Peter Pan. I don't know Indian or Middle Eastern. He looks. Doesn't matter. Doesn't change anything in the story. Overall, it was a good movie. I, think I heard. Ju- I heard they changed. I heard they changed out Tinkerbell for a fat Mexican lady. Her name is Taco Bell. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> Tremendous. <laughs> Anybody listens to this podcast, I'm gonna get fired. <laughs> First Amendment, my man. It's only comedy. Don't worry about it. Uh, you can say what you want in this country still. Until you can't tell it to Chris Rock and uh Will Smith. Ah, hilarious. Another work. Anyway. Um, all right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's it. We're done. And thank you for giving us your time. Hopefully we entertained you and we enlightened you with what's going on in the galaxy far, far away. We need to sign uh, off. I was about to, bro. Oh, my bad. Uh, I just want to mention before we do that, uh, we have moved the show out of Podbean. You could potentially still get us on Podbean, but we are officially on Spotify for podcasters. So if you want to listen to the NFO, we are on Spotify. We're also pushing to other platforms too, so you can see us there. So seek us out there. If you're listening to this, You've clearly already sought us out and found us. So thank you. Hold on a second. So we're on Spotify. We're still on iHeartRadio. We're still yep. uh, we're still on. Uh, doesn't Anchor throw us everywhere? I believe it's pushing it everywhere. Yes. Okay. So find us where your podcasts are supposedly uh, located. Spotify, I think, might be the main hub. You might be right about that. Um, like Joe Rogan right now. Except without the money. Exactly. Uh, and without Alex Jones coming over here talking about bullshit. Um, anyhow, Doc, where can they find you at? You can find me at Dr. D-R underscore Destroyo. D-E-S-T-R-R-O-Y-O on Instagram. Alex Arroyo MD on Twitter. And Alex Arroyo on the Face Bizzle. Find me at Greek God Papadon. Instagram. Twitter. Demetrius Papadon on Facebook. Greek God Papadon is the YouTube channel. Go subscribe. Hit the notification bell. Like the videos. Leave comments. Pro Wrestling Tees slash Greek God Papadon is the t-shirt shop. Go buy yourself a GGP t-shirt that was designed by Spiro or Doc over here. Either which, they look amazing. And support all your good uh, good indie wrestlers on pro wrestling tees this saturday i'm going to be at great north wrestling in ottawa canada oh As, canada i hope you got your passport i do and uh i'll be uh bitch smacking some guy named black lightning jeremy prophet 
for the GNW Canadian Heavyweight Championship. Um, on the 18th, you can find me at Wrestling Is Now in Patchogue, Long Island, uh, where I'll be in a 10-man battle elimination match for the to crown the first ever Wrestling Is Now World Heavyweight Champion. And on the 27th of May, I will be in NYWC, where I'll be teaming with my compadre, my amigo, uh, Joey Conway versus Big O and Sal Savelli. And on the 3rd of June, I will be back in Virginia for a doubleheader on June 3rd, where I'll be bitch-smacking some hick from corn feed to scarecrow and making money and laughing all the way to the bank. <laughs> but again, hopefully we entertained you. And we enlightened you with everything that's pertaining to a galaxy far, far away. But most importantly, we want to get Star Wars more over with you, the fans. And we're not trying to get ourselves over on the expense of Star Wars. So thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for the opportunity, your time, your ears. This has been another edition of the New Force Order. And that's just too sweet. Too sweet. The time has come. Execute order Bye. Bye. Bye.